You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part four of four, entitled Amish Ask the English. Okay, the next question, actually I'm going to ask the Amish or former Amish to respond and then we'll, then we'll give our opinion. But the, question, the discussion is, husband and wives don't sit together in public, right? In the plain culture, men and women are separated during church services, community work days, etc. Married are careful not to be openly affectionate public men sitting with men, women sitting with women. Why do they do that? Any idea? Pardon? Tradition. Okay, all right, yeah. There's no other reason why they're separated. Always done it that way. I would say also it started because of uh, to be an example to our children, so you know how you can be separate. So if men and women sit together, that just uh, pushes couples to be together and do probably things that they shouldn't do or something. Okay, so now we're going to ask our panel. I can say as a kid, we sat together, and I appreciate the Schmitz. He's sitting there with his arm around his wife. Uh, we, were, we sat together because my dad wanted to keep an eye on us. Uh, but, um, and, and again, I came from a very legalistic background. But uh, I enjoy sitting with my wife in church very much. My wife and I never sit together in church. <laughs> you should start sometime. You might... But, and, and the people of my church will tell me this, tell you this, whenever I get the chance, I love it. And I don't do a lot of it because I'm usually very busy doing something, even at conferences. So when I get a chance to have somebody else preach, I sit as close to her as I possibly can. Now, I think a couple things matter in this area. I think it models things that our young couples need to see today. Um, frankly, this business of no public affection is just a reference that the private affection is in trouble too. There's, there's a moderate way to be affectionate publicly. Um, I like affection. I'm all alone today, but that's all right. Any affectionate people here? Amen. And I want to tell you what, folks, if you don't meet the affectionate needs that people have, they'll get it someplace else. And usually it's in the wrong category. So uh, kids... And, and we need to do it in a right modeling, uh, mentoring manner, okay? I, I find no biblical support for this uh, men on one side, women on the other, and, you know, act like strangers in public, don't smile. Um, all that world like that is, 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 is dangerous because it's not real. God made us to have needs, and those needs can be met whether they're sexually, whether they're physical affection, whether there's a complimenting the beauty of a woman. I think there's a way to do that without being forward or, or uh, anything like that. I think we should treat our women with respect. Amen. I think we should honor them. I don't understand them. I never will. Okay? God even said that. He told us that. Work at understanding. And I think there's a, there's a very a subscript in there. It's not possible, but work at it. And I think that is actually the mission of a man. 
They're made in complexity because men love the hunt. Okay? Amen? Amen. Girls, am I on the right track or not? You girls don't even want to say amen, do you? Are you testifying or asking a question? My wife and I, we've been married 43 years, going on 43 years, and I felt like even before I was a Christian, because she took me to church, because I was, I was raised in a Lutheran church my whole life, and my, my family, just like some of his family, looked down on me going to a Baptist church. Why are you doing that? But I felt already equally yoked with my wife when we got married, before I was saved, even though I know they talk about you, have to be, you should be equally yoked before you marry somebody, but I already felt that. I just remember how I felt, and my wife and I, and we always sit together. Anywhere we go, I always try to sit with my wife because it's not just important to show her my affection, but to show everybody else this is the way I feel, and I just thank God for it. My wife and I have been married 57 years, and one of the things that uh, I think the younger generation needs to know, and it's, it's simple, open the car door for your wife. Just open the car door and show, close it after they get in. Don't make them think that you don't care about them. And that's one way, at least in the English. I think the Amish can learn something in that area. And also, if you change that, you got to deal with my wife. <laughs> Jerry, you speak from experience? <laughs> I don't know if I misunderstood, but I heard that because they don't sit together, there's something wrong in the home. I disagree with that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we, we, we can validate this, ladies and gentlemen. The affection, and we have former Amish here who tell us this, the parents are not affectionate to their kids. And children are made to be loved. Amen. Okay? And there's a, we have need factors. You know, when my, when my car has a, a, a light that comes on and it's on E... It would probably be wise that I find a gas station. Um, I might not. I might say, well, I'm going to go as long as my faith will take me. Well, good. About three more miles, your faith dies, okay, because your car's out of gas. And we were, God made us to be people of affection, and he told us to do that, to love one another, and that's a big, big thing. But a lot of times when we, we don't have the proper balance in meeting the needs of other people, then you, you deprive. And when it's deprived, the human need doesn't go away. And we have found in, in the former Amish couples that come into our church, you know, and they start to learn that, uh, nobody makes an appointment with me and says, hey, listen, the way you told us to share our, ourselves with each other or love one another or hug our kids has made our home miserable. It, it's made it happier and more whole. So I, I think that in the English... Now, can we take that to the wrong side too? Can we? Well, of course we can. And I think, again, we're going to go back to the B word, okay? It's not Baptist, it's balance. 
okay? There's got to be balance in this thing of walking together, walking side by side. Um, Women, you should be honored. Men, we should be leaders. We should be lovers. We should be um, the godly example to our families and to our children. And I think uh, if if that would happen on a more readily basis in our churches, they would be healthier. And, and the truth be told, then, the outside culture would want to come in and have some of what we're offering in, in the renovated life that Jesus Christ gives us. But because we're, you know, the percentages of what's going on in the church and in the culture, they're, they're like, they're, they're so close, you know. The divorce rate in the church is, is actually higher than it is in the culture. Well, that tells me that we're not doing something right in marriage. And the church today has accepted that. Now, I say this, if the church had a marriage, uh, had the divorce rate about 10%, don't you think the rest of the world would be interested in that kind of philosophy? You know, amen? amen. If we didn't have a problem with alcoholism in the church, or if we weren't, we, our people weren't gambling, or taking drugs, or hooked on pornography, if all those numbers were down in the 10 and 20%, the world would come running to us, okay? I mean, Joe can testify. Joe, haven't you had bishops call you up? Because they have a problem in the Amish culture. They don't have a solution for it, as someone said. They don't know what they're doing and some of the things they do. So they just do it out of tradition. And and when they're really, really in trouble, where are they going to go? To a man that has the answers. Does Joe have the answers? Or does the God Joe serve has the answers? And so even, even in a culture that says, we have everything together here, they even get to the point of desperation. Where they go, where, where can we get help? And as much as they might despise what goes on in the mission to Amish people, they also know there's solutions and answers there. And so when they come for that answer, and it's a biblical answer, you're actually directing that bishop to consider the mind of God. And he doesn't have to go to Joe to get that. Amen? Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to say I actually came up with this, but I, I wanted to go back. What, how, did it, how does it say the former Amish feel looked down on and this was a bullet point. Coming from a, a, an Amish background, we were so used to sitting separate. One night, it was on the 4th of July, we were sitting together. And, you know, I wasn't thinking, you know. All of a sudden, I, I notice now, you know, right before the fireworks begin, husbands and wife will pull their chairs up together and the pizza's over and the party's over. We're going to watch fireworks together. I found myself down here and my wife up there and somebody just like, what's wrong with you? You got something going on in your marriage that we should know about? And, you know, I'm, oh my goodness, this is embarrassing. I didn't think about it. You know, and that woke me up. English people sit together. But where I came from, um, we didn't do that so much, and it was pain. It was a, it was a painful learning experience. And so I'm just saying, be careful when you, you know. N- no offense to the person that did what they did. I'm not. I'm just sharing from my side. The, I'll, I'll speak to the fathers, to the men. I'll just say men in general, because um, even if you're not a father, uh, you can make an, uh, you can make an exa- you can set an example. Let me say it that way. Uh, my father, I never heard him say once my mother that he loved her i never heard him say once to his children that he loved now he was a christian man don't get me wrong and one of the things that i do to my wife and to my children and to my grandchildren i have to set that example because i don't i want to break that trend i don't know what my grandfather said to my father but men you have a responsibility all life long to set that example and part of that is how you treat your wife because it tells us in the bible 
Pastor John said this, go to the Bible, read it, and then uh, understand what it says and apply it. And how did Christ, what, what is Christ to the church? Or what is the church to the, the, yeah, the bride? And how are, how, do, how are we supposed to love our, our wives as Christ loved the church? And if we don't set that example, the outside is certainly not going to look at the inside and want to be a part of the inside. Um, I was raised in a home where my mother and father didn't go to church. Um, but my father was always a gentleman. He carried packages for my mom. He opened doors for my mom. I assumed that's what men did. Um, <laughs> uh, we, Ken and I married and he was from a good German family and, and uh, PDA was not anywhere in there no personal display of affection of course it was when we were dating and my mind was why they do this when we're dating did we lose value after the ring went on the finger and then, <laughs> and then, and then, the Lord moved an Amish community around us. Um, we moved in and to take care of my mom and dad. And the Lord put an Amish community around us. And I watched these young Amish kids snuggle in their buggies. And then at church, they sat on opposite ends. And I'm going, well, maybe it's a German thing. But I, I tell you guys, when when you still value your woman. After you're married, she feels like you just weren't after what you got, but you love her. Okay, we'll take one question back here. Way back. You, had a quote, you, want, to answer, you want to say something to it? All right, well, um, my wife and I have been married 24 years Sunday, and we're spending our anniversary at the Amish Awareness Conference. <laughs> And I just wanted to read something about this. It says in Matthew 19 that, Have you not read, and this is in red, by the way, R-E-D, red. Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife. And they twine shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twine, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. And I think that answers that question uh, clear as day that, if I'm, gonna, I'm not going to submit myself to any rules or any laws that I have to separate from my wife because we're one now. We can't be separated. I just thought maybe it would be helpful um, to know that there are so many um, references for this topic. Um, a book that greatly helped in our marriage is Love and Respect by Eugene, no, Emerson Egricks. Um that book is all based on the Bible, um, but it's, it's, it's love and respect, the love she most desires, the respect he desperately needs, which we're taught through lots of um, Christian marriage counseling. That really is the bottom part that, that men need to be respected. Women want to feel love. But that book is a good one. Also, he wrote one for parents and children. Um, so that children can learn how to love and respect their parents and vice versa. And then um, I would also highly recommend the five love languages. We all have a love language, back to the point of the desires, that have the needs that need to be met. If you don't know your child's love language, how can you love them 
in a way that encourages them to grow in the way that God created them to be. You have to support that, but also between spouses. If I did not ever discover his love language, I would not be able to build him up. May I share your love language? His love language, if I get this wrong, don't don't take me out. Um, his is words of affirmation. If I don't build him up with words, because he's been torn down his whole life with words, he never had that. So if I don't know that love language and I can't build him up with those words, our marriage will never reach those fireworks that still, we still have fireworks. Yes, this is only going to be our fifth year of marriage, but um, you know, we're a seven member family. We're a blended family. We had a lot of baggage. But um, the fireworks go off every day. It's, it's amazing. So I think that that would be a great book, too. Just if I may speak. Uh, I promise the lady to have you back here at 11-2. Well, I want to say something real quick. And it's going to joke. John said something that we don't understand. Women, one time a lady asked Kent Hovind, where would you be without us women? He said, paradise. Um, I'm originally a missions major, and one of the things that we were studying in college, and there was a phrase, and it says, you, you have to look into a culture right, wrong, or different. And, and so often we, look, we go to a culture and say, that's wrong. And he said, you've got to ask yourself, is it, is it wrong or is it different? And, and I, don't know, I don't know if I could say it was sin for, for husbands and wives to sit across the aisle from each other. Different. Um, but that goes from both perspectives, from an Amish and from an English. But why not? And, and the gentleman here referenced, what he was referencing really was Ephesians 5. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. Verse 32, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And why not, when we come together in corporate worship, worshiping our God, that we not sit together as husbands and wives, depicting literally the picture of the church and Christ. And I think, to me, that is a, that is a wonderful argument to, to do that we come together and, and do that sit together and picture the very thing that we are, that the relationship we can have with Christ and Amen. worship our great God and Savior. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.